0: Hi, I'm Brandon Briscoe, and welcome to The Postscript. Alright, welcome to another episode of The Postscript, uh, a weekly podcast from Living Faith Bible Institute, uh, as well as a YouTube series. Uh, You can follow our YouTube series if you just search for The Postscript on YouTube. You can check us out at thepostscriptshow.com. Uh, The reason we do the Postscript is because we want to get to know pastors. We want to know their hearts. Uh, We want to hear their experiences in ministry. We want to hear what God's been showing them from His Word. And uh, and we want to challenge you, the listener, uh, to be strengthened and edified from from God's Word. And so this week I have the privilege of talking to missionary uh, on deputation, uh, Kale Horvath, uh, who God is called uh to 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 leave his church leave his ministry uh, of, of working with young people and to go to Hungary and serve there so we're really excited to talk to him and talk about his story welcome kale
1: hey. to the postscript glad to be here yeah yeah
0: so, thanks for having me so you are involved in like a hundred podcasts
1: seems <laughs> like you have your I've, I've in, become the podcast guy, you're the podcast yeah emission yeah, focused people they're never like hey you're you're like missionary pastor. No, it's, you're you're the guy who does the podcast. Right? right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. But here you are. You're on camera now. It's yeah, a well, little I'm not bit used different. To that. I'm not used to that because um, I'm not that good looking. So. No, neither <laughs> am I. Though I don't know how I how I got this job. But uh, man, I'm glad you're here. Uh, again, you mentioned we're, we're here for Mission Focus. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be like.
1: Well, I wasn't going to say a date, so you did kind of just ruin it. I that. gave it away. It's I just, okay. I just said when I was at Mission Folk. Yeah, when you That's true. Ah, that's, yeah, you yeah. know all the podcasts, <laughs> yep, tri- yep. the whole podcast trickery there. <laughs> right, right, Um
0: But man, we're, we're glad you're here, and you're actually here to, to share your heart about Hungary. And I'm hoping that we can talk about that a little bit now. But your background is in youth ministry. Yes, sir. And you kind of came, just came out of youth ministry as a student and just kept going. Never stopped. Right, you just yeah, never stopped. Right.
1: Uh, right <laughs> or
0: die, youth ministry.
1: Yeah. Tell tell us about how God did that. Man, you know, it's cool. Like, I don't really get to tell that story much at all, but because um, it really isn't. I don't know. It doesn't come up. But youth, youth ministry oddly. <laughs> well does like come like up. how I like got into you know what I mean? So when I, I always tell people, you know, kind of the beginning of my story is like I felt called uh, to be a pastor when I was 16, I was just in high school. And, uh, the the reason I say feel called, I mean, we, we know, you know, first Timothy three, you know, the Mm desire to have the desire to be a Bishop is a good work. Um, and so, I mean, I don't mean anything magical. I just mean, I desired, but it was more than a desire because when I was, when I was 16, I was in high school, I was starting to become a leader. You know, I was, I went through our youth discipleship, uh, at first Baptist church in new Philly, Ohio. And, um, I, w- I was becoming a leader. I was starting to help on the worship team, starting to lead on the worship team, and uh, really just starting to, which which is really the goal for any youth pastors, as kids move up to, from being underclassmen to upperclassmen, like, don't just come to youth group for yourself. Like, you know that, like yeah. make the transition to being a leader yeah. and coming here for others. And I was starting to do that. And, and I noticed that uh, the middle school at that time uh, the middle, we had a lot of middle schoolers coming to the high school and we hadn't, we had enough people at our church that we had those as separate ministries. Um, but it's like the middle schoolers, just by, cho-
0: just by choice, they wanted to be a part of what was
1: going on. In the right, schoolers. right. Okay. So we had this thing where the former youth pastor, when I was in high school, they, he like, in, we didn't have a youth building at our church and he rented a facility in downtown, mm. uh, cause he wanted to reach kids who wouldn't go to a church, you know, it was a, a whole like 2005 sure, thing, right. you know, it was, yeah. it was this whole yeah. thing, but, uh, and it worked really well for a while. And, uh, and, but the middle schoolers wanted to come to that instead, and I, and I just remember feeling, and this was my first, like, feeling of burden, like, wanting to pastor kids. I'm like, man, it, I really want them to go to their thing. I want, I, I feel bad, and I wasn't even blaming whoever the middle school guy was back then, but, like, why don't they want to go to their own ministry? Like, I, what can I do? I remember talking to my disciple or any of my youth pastor, like, is there anything I can do? And they're like, I mean— Maybe someday, man, but you just need to, but that was my first time really feeling a burden to like lead kids. And when, when I graduated high school, you know, 18 ish years old, I just, I went into the middle school, as a volunteer that, that burden never left, you know, two years later. And so I went in as a a volunteer and then just, you know, kept volunteering and, you know, helping on worship teams and stuff too, but then just became like a ministry intern, became the middle school leader and just, you know, all the way up to end up being the youth pastor in our church.
0: Yeah. So, Obviously God gave you a vision from even early age, Sure to, to, mm-hmm. to work with with young people. And uh, I, I want to ask you about how that translates into the work in Hungary uh, here <laughs> later. but but as far as what you've learned, because um, I came up the same way. like I, I, I got I got kind of thrown into, I think the major difference is that you had a desire, to initially work with with students. I didn't initially have that desire. The desire came later, but I got kind of thrown into it because Midtown... Filling needed. a need. Yeah, yeah. yeah fulfilling yeah. a need. And, it's just a and fantastic the, the way burden. to see how you fit, right? Sure. Find your shape
1: in ministry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, youth ministry is this kind of... It can be a weird black hole yeah. you know, in yeah, a Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And people never understand it.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: don't know what you're doing over there. It's kind yeah. of like... Um, and uh, you can feel really lonely. Like, there's a lot of things about it yeah. that are difficult... Uh, can you tell us about how you how you retained a vision over the years, well, year after year? How you mm-hmm. know, how did you continue to 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 find um excitement for youth ministry and 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 have renewed vision?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think God did to, to... Man,
1: you know <sighs> And I'm not even saying this just to blow smoke at you, but like, honestly, so I've been coming to Mission Focus, which happened at an earlier, you know, date before right now. (laughs) But I've been coming to Mission Focus, like literally since I was like 21 years old and like Mm -hmm. I'm almost 30 now. Yeah. And so like I actually would not plan my January series until I came to Mission Focus, because just fellowshipping with people, hearing all the amazing preachers speak, I, God would always give me some new vision, either for the year or for, just for January. Like, hey, let's just you know let's let's take a second to reset. And uh, so, Mission Focus actually played a big role in me just being like, okay, you know, what's the direction for this year, or at least this this month, you know? Because yeah. January is a reset button month. Yeah, anyway. it stoked the fire. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was a huge thing. But you know, like like you're saying, there, there's so many things with youth ministry that. Can make it such a a challenge mm-hmm. um, as a ministry, and and one of the big things, it, and I see this now kind of in retrospect, looking back on on those years um, in youth ministry. I had like you know six years leading youth ministry, and about ten years just involved in youth ministry. Right. And it's very often whether you're a middle school guy, a high school guy, um, a complete volunteer leading all you know sixth through twelfth grade, it's a stepping stone ministry gig, and that's okay. But you can't view it as that.
0: No. You know what I mean? And,
1: and yeah. you really don't see this until, and maybe you see, no, now on the other side of being right. in high school ministry, like it is a stepping stone because you're cutting your teeth on preaching. Yep. You're cutting your teeth on leading people. A lot of times volunteers who are older than you, mm-hmm. you know, like you're you're 22 or 24. Like, how do I lead this 40-year-old guy who just oh, yeah. wants to volunteer? Sure. That's, that's a good thing. But the problem is if you focus all on it being a stepping stone, like what's the next thing? You're blowing it. No, you and that's it. so
0: many guys are right, in that right. place where... I mean, I think it's a construct of the of the business, uh, commercial orientation of sure. the church today, right? So like a guy gets out of seminary, his first gig is student ministry at some church. Yep. He's twenty two, he's young. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give let's give him the job as a youth guy. Right, right. Knowing you just gotta pay your dues. You gotta that he's just <laughs> right. paying his dues, yeah looking for the next step. And if you have that mentality, even in mm-hmm. even in our fellowship of churches, mm-hmm. it could be poisonous to the work itself because Absolutely. what it says is that these people aren't as valid right.
1: as the as the 20 year olds, the 30 year olds, the people with families, the, And how important is children's and youth ministry? It's the most important gigs there are in ministry because that is the foundation. I mean, look at all, you know, you you've done this the, the Barna studies mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah people who get saved the majority of them get saved either as a child or a, or a preteen yeah you know what I mean like nowadays in 2019 2020 I mean if you're really high school ministry is too late even mm-hmm. to re- you know what I mean like that point we're doing damage control yeah yeah you know it's uh, I read a book once when I was in middle school ministry and and I don't remember what it was or the book wasn't even that good obviously because I don't remember I remember <laughs> one illustration that the guy was like listen middle school ministry is important everyone overlooks it because high school ministry, it, it he likened it to a city that's on a cliff. And every year, all the kids, they run and they jump off the cliff. And they're like, man, we got to figure out how to, you know, what are we going to do about this problem? And they're like, I know, we're going to build a hospital at the bottom of the cliff. And then, you know, when they jump off the cliff, we'll help them. That's high school ministry. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times it's yeah. high school ministry. Yeah. They've already jumped off the cliff and middle school ministry is let's get them to not jump off the cliff. Sure. And you know, it's getting younger and younger.
0: It is. It's getting younger and And, younger as the years go
1: by, man. (laughs) You
0: know, uh, there's a million variables there, but man, kids are having, uh, you know, uh, inappropriate relationships with, with people on the internet by the time they're in sixth and seventh grade. Right. And, and so like, there are so many different detrimental things, uh, that are affecting kids. Parents don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you you know, youth ministers don't know what to
1: do. Yeah, they're throwing everything at at it. Well, and so if you're just the guy who's looking at it as your stepping stone job into bigger and brighter things, man, you are really you're not only missing the opportunity of really investing in people and the ministry God's given you now, mm-hmm. but like you're blowing maybe one of the more important ministry opportunities of really affecting youth before they have the time sure. to grow. Right. Mind. You know, we talk about it. I'm sure you you hear this too, but we talk about it in terms of. Concrete
0: that's setting, mm-hmm. uh, and and when they're in elementary school, it's just a, it's a, they're just slush. But right. their their brains are beginning to develop. Mm-hmm. By middle school, they're looking for identity. The concrete begins to set. By the time they're seniors in high school, man, there's there's so much about who they are uh, is already determined. They've right. determined that they're going to be in, in terms of their character, their their uh, emotional stance in life, mm-hmm. uh, the way they see things, perspectives are already beginning to take root, mm-hmm. and really. The most precious and and appropriate time to be reaching and winning people is between sixth and twelfth grade, when you can influence the way that that concrete sets. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the sad thing is that the world and and I think you know whether we're parents or ministers or whatever, we just don't think about the fact that the world has them twenty four seven, and we get them for an hour or two a week, and like we're focused on playing games. I was like, I'm not against games. I'm not anti-games, man. I, I got some good games, you know? We can play Chubby you're probably with the best of them, man. Like, <laughs> You're probably way better. Knowing <laughs> you, you're probably way better at the game thing than I was. I loved games, yeah, yeah. man. But but like, man, if, if we're not focusing on, and so my thing when I was, uh, our, our, our youth ministry at FBC was called Ignite, and, and our and our vision statement for that was, spark the hearts of students for God and his word. Mm-hmm. And I really prayed about that for a long time. And I really felt like for me, and, and in our area and context of course. You know, even our area is different. You know, we're Northeast Ohio, small town versus Kansas City, urban. Like, everybody's got a different context. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to take it for what it's worth. But really, for me, I, I just felt like if I can get these high school kids to come out of high school after four years of being in our youth ministry, and maybe hopefully longer if they came up through our church, what if, if I could get them to really fall in love with God through His Word— well, I think they're going to be okay because it's it's such a low bar today in Laodicea. But right. man, if you can really get a kid who graduates at 18 years old and loves God because he has a relationship with Him through His Word, yeah. Oh my goodness, that or, kid is right. leaps and bounds above so many adults. Yeah, you know the
0: trajectory has to be set. I yeah, mean, all you're what you're doing is you're calibrating so that when they do launch, right, uh, they're headed the right direction. Yeah, and they're headed towards the landing pad. Yeah, and yeah, if they're yeah. not going to make it to the landing pad at this point, then you know, that, that's on them. And it's it's tough. I, you know, one of the things I, w- I wanted to ask you about was, this is, a, this is kind of a big question, but what what are some of the best ways, like if you were to communicate to all of the head pastors of churches, like Whoa. right, what could head pastors do or know or, or be aware of um, to um, to protect the youth of their church and make sure that the
1: trajectory is right? What are mm-hmm. some of the things that pastors have to know, things that get neglected? Yeah. Well, one thing, um, and and I love. So my pastor is Jeff Bartell Yeah. When I, you know that I worked for, and he, I, I love. Jeff isn't a micromanager, and he gave me so much room to to experiment. To. Mind the budget to to fail mm-hmm. and to succeed. You know what I mean? Like all those. Like that was man. If youth, I, I know that so many pastors they hire youth pastors and they don't trust them. That, that's kind of like the running yeah. joke on Twitter yeah, is sure. like you know the youth pastor falls asleep in the meeting or whatever. We yeah. don't trust the youth pastor because he's not a grown yeah. Kid. They're made out to they're made out, yeah. They're
0: made out to be like immature right they're just a kid it's like well listen if
1: you hired a kid as your youth pastor that's on you man that's a you problem that's not your youth pastor's problem um but but really man if you can just trust him and give him the space to fail to succeed now hold him accountable Hold them responsible. Don't let them spend, you know, four hours a day at Taco Bell meeting. with I mean, like, mm-hmm. he, you know, there's work to yeah. be done. But having that freedom to, to try things and to flex and to and to fail and to learn from the failures and be like, hey, why didn't this go well? Yeah. How can we learn? But also just investing um, the money. Because I know some youth—well, or some, well, I mean, every church is hurting for finances. I get that. But youth, youth ministry isn't—well, no ministry is, but especially youth ministry, it, it doesn't make money. No. Kids don't have money to give. They only spend money and you only spend money on them. So you just have to be okay with not every summer camp, not every youth thing is going to cover its expenses by whatever you charge the kids to get in. You just have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to trust God just like we do for missions or any other finance and just be like, we're gonna allocate this, this much investment. funding. This exactly. is yeah. If we really say, mean what we say, that kids are our future and they're the church of tomorrow. Well, hey man, we just, we gotta invest the funds and we gotta allow our youth pastor the responsibility in the room to, to learn how to budget that. And, yeah. to, and you know, if he screws
0: up, tell him, hold him accountable. Were there times in youth ministry where you felt lonely? Like, uh, it was, like, no I no one else on the step. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> that's, yeah. Again, that's... We too, can talk later. That's brother. too much of the hardcore yeah. music, I think. Well, you it, know. It does that to you. It could be. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, I just need you... to
1: put some eyeliner on and paint my fingernails black <laughs> go listen to some yeah, know, no, dashboard or confession, yeah, I guess. Right. You're
0: going to have to take that with the Lord and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and your playlist. Um, <laughs> but but I, th- one of the things I realized it, in in youth ministry, a lot of times I felt like I didn't really have anybody that would could fully understand Hmm. the issues that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to go, it was just me and the Lord in those seasons. Like, Mm. like I could have conversations, but the person wouldn't ever fully understand the difficulty of like working with people 10 years younger than you all the time that like didn't wear Deodorant and didn't have hygiene and didn't know how to live <laughs> right. and didn't know how to and think constantly right. let you down and they they you oh never yeah. and hold up they, their they end. Heard, of the they, bargain. they disappear. You, yeah. And So, um, man, there were times that were just seasons were, that were dark. Sure. Um, oh, Yeah. Absolutely. So,
1: where, I, where did you go in those seasons? Man, um, a geographic location? No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Is for me. Well, the cool thing is, you know, and not every youth pastor and church maybe dynamic staff dynamic is the same but I felt like I could always talk that out with the guys on staff mm-hmm. and just be like man this is this is just where I'm at what do you guys think
0: you know sure. what I mean because
1: sometimes you get so bogged down because you're in it all the time yeah just hearing someone say something who's not in it like they say, might say something obvious and you're like oh man I never thought about that. Sure. and it's like well why not like, I don't, I'm just it's just been tough tilling lately man you yeah, know just yeah. I got kids letting me down I man I had you know you know things I can't even really say on camera, right, but things sure. you just have to deal with in youth ministry that, like, you never thought that you would ever have to deal with, you know? Absurd like, kids Kids ab- doing absurd things, parents being okay with absurd, th- you know, just things that you're like, how do I have to... And you just kind of feel like you're crazy sometimes, and mm-hmm. then you just need an adult to, t- you know, like my wife feels sometimes about being at home all day with the kids. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just need an adult to talk to, right? Yes. So, you know, just having those good friends who are in the ministry, you know, I, man, it was, I don't even remember what year this was. You were the youth pastor here still. And you just had like all the youth pastors who were at Mission Focus come yeah. hang around a round table once and just talk. And that was just good, man. Man, but I just, needed that. Have friends that are youth pastors, yeah. you know, or just, just friends that are pastors in general. But man, other guys who know you know what you're going through. Sure, and that's really helpful. Sure, and we need to continue to support that.
0: I think in Living Faith Fellowship is find ways for the youth directors and the youth sure. pastors and the people that work with youth to come together. Because mm-hmm. um, even at Mission Focus, they're down there serving. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're, they're hard at work trying you're to train those kids. Always serving. And uh, but man, I, I really do believe that um, youth ministers like you do set the the bar high. I mean, when you when you're saying that you believe that these young people count. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's clear that you mean that. Oh, thanks. Man. And so it's a, it's a great testimony. One another thing I always tried to do with with the friends that I made because I you know, I, I always lived in Northeast Ohio. I didn't get out a whole lot into, mm-hmm. you know, visiting other churches. But you, you don't realize that like, man, I, I, had, I had a special thing. Our church was able to like employ me full-time to do the youth department. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of churches have that. So no. a lot of youth ministers, they just get spent yes. because they're bivocational or they're completely volunteer. Yeah. They're leading sixth through 12th grade, you know, in their spare time. Right. And so I always really just tried to help anyone who wanted, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm figuring stuff out as I go too. But like, if I, if I have a guy from Georgia texting me like, Hey man, have you ever done anything like this? Yeah, man, actually I did. Because I, I knew that like, I had the, just, just the luck of the draw to have the time to spend on yeah. something that he doesn't like, yeah, man, here you go. Right, mate, hopefully this yeah, can help you save resources. you some time, yeah. sharing resources, sharing experiences, kind of like we're doing right now. Yeah man. man, if it can help anyone, cause you, you get just bogged down. In yeah, ministry, you do, man. you do. And I was one of
0: those bivocational guys. I know Jeff Gracia, our current youth yeah. guy, is, is bivocational. And to, and to have resources shared um, is, is a blessing. And so maybe we can continue to culti- cultivate that. That could be a, a right. work that we do. Um, dude, uh, thank you for a conversation Thanks, about youth ministry. Uh, we're going to come back next week, and we're going to talk about Hungary and what God's doing in that work there. So join us next week. Uh, As I continue a a conversation with Pastor Kale Horvath, um, we're going to be discussing God's calling on his life to the mission field and what it's like to be on deputation and what his vision is for Hungary and what he's expecting when he gets there. There's a lot I want to talk to him about. Thank you for joining us. Uh, If you have questions about Living Faith Fellowship and and the bond that we have through this fellowship, uh, check out LFFellowship.com. Uh, You can learn all about us there. If you're interested in the Bible Institute, uh, if you're interested in in growing in your faith, growing in your knowledge of God's word, visit lfbi.org. You can learn all about the Bible Institute there. Uh, But in the meantime, we hope that you catch up on all of the podcasts that you missed uh, and, and, and check out the YouTube channel as well. Thanks again for joining us.